Hello, Cathedral. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm here at one of our transformation stations that we've set up around the campus. And as we move into worship today, that's what happens. See, worship is about God. It's about coming to worship God. It's all about Him. It's not about us. But in the process of worshiping God, God transforms our lives in the best kind of way. So let's bring the very best we have to God in worship and open our lives to his transformation process. Father, thank you so much for this moment in time that you've blessed us with. God, we come today to give you honor and glory and praise. You deserve our worship. And we are grateful for all that you've done in our lives. And as we worship, we open our lives to you. Holy Spirit, transform us from the inside out. We pray for Jesus' name and Jesus' glory. Amen. Pastor Vaughn is coming with the team to continue our worship. Oh, come on, everybody. There's a river of life flowing out of us today. Come on, let's jump in this river. Let's worship our God. Put your hands together. Lift your voice with us.
come alive in the river. Did you know that in the Bible, there were 4,260 references to rivers and streams because that's a sign of God's love and life and blessing. There was a river in the Garden of Eden bringing life. There was a river next to Elijah when God provided. The Psalms speak of rivers as a place of blessing. And when we go through the rivers of baptism, it's out with the old and in with the new. And even in heaven, there's going to be a river of life flowing from the throne of God. And that's what we're praying right now, that that river of life would flow to you to bring you strength and healing and courage and grace and everything you need. So come alive in the river. Amen and amen. Well, it's so great to have you here with us this weekend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're at home, you're safe, you're loved, you're blessed. And in fact, one of the great things about Cathedral of Faith, we know that we've been blessed to be a blessing. And for 55 years, God has blessed Cathedral of Faith and blessed this community. And this weekend, we celebrate with Pastor Robert Mize that for 10 years, Cathedral of Faith Milpitas has been a blessing to our community as well. So shout out to Pastor Robert and Lonnie Mize, their leadership team, and all the CEO of Milpitas team. Congratulations on 10 years. God is so good. Can you join me in giving God thanks and praise for his faithfulness? Amen and amen. Well, there's a passage of scripture in James chapter 1, verse 17, that says this. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. You see, what it tells us there is that one of the characteristics of God is he's incredibly generous. That's who he is. And as followers of Jesus, our goal, our focus is to become more like him. The more we become like God, the more generous we'll be. When I come to you in this moment to share about the opportunity of, this isn't a fundraising moment, this is a disciple-making moment. This is a stewardship moment. A moment knowing that the more we become like Christ, the more we'll be generous. In fact, if Jesus isn't first in our finances, I'm not sure he's really first at all. But in this moment, we demonstrate, God, I wanna be like you. I wanna bless and be a blessing. You know, I've had a lot of people confess a lot of things to me over 40 years. I could probably write a book. But one of the things I've never had anybody come to me and say is, Pastor, I just spend so much money on myself. But the reality is, we do. Out of all the sins that Jesus addressed, he talks about greed 20 times more than any other sin. Because there's a tendency for us to hold on to be greedy But the more we become like Jesus, the more we become generous. And I just encourage you to experience that blessing of what it means to be generous by bringing our tithes and offerings in this moment. You can do that by going to our app. You can go to our website. You can write out a check and mail it in or drop it by the office or bring it to one of the weekend services. We're looking forward to that opportunity for you to become more like God in being generous. And may he generously bless you in this moment. Well, here comes Stephanie with some more things that are coming up here at Cathedral of Faith. Hello to all our friends and family joining us on site and online. Can you believe Easter is just three weeks away? My gosh, time flies when you're sheltering in place. 2,000 years later. Well, this Easter, we're going to be on CBS. We invite you to join us for this 30-minute special featuring devotionals from Pastor Ken, uplifting music, special guests, and so much more. Stay tuned for more information about our on-site Good Friday and Easter services. And don't forget, our transformation stations are open. These five stations are located throughout our campus and create a unique experience for you to spend some quiet time with God. Also, on our cathedraloffaith.org, you can still sign up to receive daily devotionals and submit your prayer requests. As always, for the latest and greatest and most up-to-date information, be sure to follow us on social media or check cathedraloffaith.org. 
If you're in person or online, I hope to see you around campus sometime soon. Hello, Cathedral family, friends, and some of our staff that's joining me on Zoom. We're in a series called Soundtrack. What would Jesus stream? The music Jesus would listen to was the book of Psalms. I mean, this is the music he would meditate on. It's what he'd turn on and, and turn to when he was experiencing different emotions like loneliness. Ever been there? A few months ago, I was reading an article in the Guardian newspaper, and it was talking about people working from home. Now, that sounds like living the dream, working from home. And some studies showed that, well, productivity went up in companies where people were able to work from home. But when they asked the people who were working from home, if they had the chance, would they go back to the office? 61% said they would go back immediately. And the number one reason was loneliness. One lady in the article, she put it this way. She said, I used to think of a desk as like a kind of prison cell where I was chained for eight hours a day. It was always like serving time. But at this point, my desk would be my savior. It seems to me we're coming out of two pandemics. One is the virus pandemic, but the other is a loneliness pandemic. What will be our savior? And just being real, I have battled loneliness <laughs> Over this last year, there have been many moments where I felt my soul felt like this guy right here. I'm so lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. Now, on the one hand, that seems so strange because I have a wonderful wife. We've been married for 37 years and we enjoy being together now more than ever. And I've got this amazing dog, Arthur. And he's a great companion. And as, as you can see, he's already, well, he's already ready for St. Patrick's Day. Why in the world would I be lonely? And yet, well, I missed. I missed the face-to-face -face with our staff. And the face-to-face -face with my friends. And the face-to-face -face with our cathedral family. I was lonely for you. What do you do when that pain hits? Where do you turn? See, our pain always takes us somewhere. And what if we made a decision to take our pain and make it productive? To let our pain take us to the scriptures, to take us to the Psalms and meet the God that we find in them. He can take the edge off of that ache even now. Let's spend a few moments looking at Psalm 139 because while there's music in there that will speak to a lonely heart, First of all, when you're feeling lonely, think about how well God knows you. How well God knows you. The Bible says this in Psalm 139. David writes, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. 
You hem me in behind and before. He watches out for us. And you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God knows us. We live in the most mobile culture in the history of the world. They say the average American moves 11.7 times a year. And the average person between the age of 18 and 50 has 12 different jobs a year. And I like that we're mobile. I'd rather be mobile than immobile. And yet psychologists say that an unattended side effect of all this mobility is deep feelings of loneliness. Because we can be surrounded by a crowd. And yet if we don't know somebody, and if someone doesn't know us, we can feel very alone. And yet, when we are known, when we are truly known, when someone gets us, And that's what the psalmist reminds us of, is that God knows us. God truly knows us. Others may not know our story, but God knows our story. Others may not understand us, but God understands us. Others may not get us, but God truly gets us. Psychology Today once said this, they said, to feel truly gotten is to feel deeply, rewardingly validated. Can you feel that? Deeper than knowing God is being known by God, says one spiritual leader, John Piper. And then Jesus says this, have ears to hear. My sheep hear my voice and I know them And they follow me. God knows us. God truly knows us. He gets us inside and out. God knows everything about us because he loves us. Did you know you'll never feel fully loved until you feel fully known? And the good news is we can feel fully loved because we are fully known. God knows everything about us because he loves us. He knows everything about us and yet he still loves us. I saw this one meme that reads how men sort their laundry, filthy and filthy, but wearable. Does that sound about right? I resemble that meme. Over here, I have a basket of dirty laundry. And no matter who you are, we all have a basket like this. All of us have been deeply flawed by sin. And so all of us have dirty laundry. God knows all about our dirty laundry. The dirty laundry from our past, in our present, and that will show up in our future, dirty laundry, it has a way of continuing to show up. God knows all about that, and yet he still loves us. He knows us the best, but he loves us the most. And that can speak to our hearts today, because oftentimes we're, We're afraid that others will know about our dirty laundry, that when they take a look in this basket, they'll unfriend us on Facebook. But God looks in that basket and he still calls us friend. The one who knows us best loves us the most. And that's why today we can, well, we can push past our loneliness and drive closer to God that we are truly known by our God 
and it's good. It's just too good. It reminds me of a little boy who, he was getting ready to watch a show where two of his favorite people were going to be on. Back when I was a kid, the, the biggest children's shows were hosted by Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Rogers. And he was getting ready to watch a show where both of them were going to be on the same show. He was so excited. As he sat down to watch with his family, well, he could barely contain himself. And he finally got up and walked out of the room. Well, the father followed him out and asked him, son, are you, are you okay? And the little boy said, dad, it's too good. It's just too good. When you know that God knows you because he loves you. God knows you all about you. And yet he still loves you. You can say with the psalmist. It's too good. It's just too good. When you're feeling lonely. Well. Remember, remember how much God knows you and how close God is to you. In Psalm 139 continues, David writes, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely the darkness will hide me. And the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. Where can I go from your presence? Have you ever been in a dark place and you felt like you're all alone? My closest friend from college, uh, he went through a divorce. Now, when you get married and you're standing down there at the altar, you know, that's not the first thing on your mind that one day we'll end up divorced. But that's what happened in his life. His wife decided that she didn't want to be married to him anymore. And so she walked out and left him all alone and it put a hole right through the middle of his heart not only was that painful but the church that he attended at that time boy so many around him they turned away from him and they shut him out and maybe you're in a place even now where you feel shut off and shut out you feel like you're all alone well, in this psalm, David reminds us that even in a dark place, when we may be by ourselves, we're never really all alone. That we cannot escape from the presence of God wherever we go, there he is. Jesus himself once knew about going to that dark place it was the night before he was going to be crucified and his enemies he knew his enemies were going to arrest him and his friends were going to walk out on him and he was going to be left all by himself and this is what he says to his disciples he said a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home you will leave me all alone and yet I am not alone for my father is with me. Live in that reality. That wherever you go, there he is. You cannot escape the presence of God. Ask God today to give you eyes of faith. Which can see that reality and recognize that reality. A few years ago, my wife and I, we went to get a new car. 
And we decided that we were going to get a white car. Now, our cars always tended to be silver and black. Hello! But this one time, we figured that we would get a white car. And so we did. And you won't believe it. The next day when I got out on the road, white cars were everywhere. I went to the mall and couldn't find my car for the longest time. Because there were all these cars that looked just like my car. Now what happened in that moment? Did everybody go out that same day and get a car just like mine? Or did now I just have eyes to see? Well, neuroscience says that there's something actually called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon that triggers that your, uh, your brain when you make that purchase, it triggers your brain to notice what you didn't notice before. Exactly. That's what we need to ask the Spirit of God to do. To trigger our praying. So with eyes of faith, we can notice what we didn't notice before. Everywhere we look, we can see his presence. That throughout the day, we can sense his presence. All we need is eyes to see because wherever I go, there he is. Even if I make my bed in Sheol. There was an older man who was on his deathbed and the pastor came to visit him. And when the pastor entered the room, he saw an empty chair by the man's bed. The pastor asked him if somebody had already been there to see him. And the man said, no, this has been something I've done for a long time. Years ago, I was having trouble connecting with God and a friend of mine recommended that I put a chair next to me and imagine that God was in the chair and talk to God like I was talking to a friend. And he had put this spiritual discipline into practice all these years. And the pastor, well, the pastor prayed for him and left. And it wasn't long after that, that that man went home to be with Jesus. And when they found him, well, they found him with his arm extended and his hand resting upon that chair. That even when I make my bed and shield, wherever I go, there he is. Would you live in that reality today? Live in the reality that you are truly known. You are truly known by God. Live in that reality that God is, is close to you. Wherever you go, there he is. And then finally, know that all these things have been true since the very beginning. The psalmist continues. David writes, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, oh God. What a powerful passage. There's a world-renowned geneticist called Francis Collins, and he's received all kinds of awards and had all kinds of leadership positions in our nation. But most of all, he's a fully devoted follower of Jesus. Now, this was not always the case. There was a time when he was in graduate school that he was an atheist. He did not believe in the existence of God. But the more he studied genetics and the more he learned about the human cell, before there was Wikipedia, we had 
encyclopedias. Encyclopedia Britannica. Does anybody remember those? I mean, we had a volume of those at our house. When my wife was young, she was such a brainiac, she would actually read through the Encyclopedia Britannica. No joke. Well, all the volumes together had over 32,000 pages in them. And what Francis Collins discovered is this, just one cell, one cell in your body has more information written on it than all of those volumes combined. And when he looked at that, he thought to himself, we cannot be the products of random chance. With all of this writing, someone had to write it. And when he looks at genetics, it reminds him that we're not alone in the universe, but we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. And this is what David writes. He's not a scientist, but he's an artist. And so he looks around and he says, well, if there's a, a painting, there's got to be a painter. And if there's a sculpture, there has to be someone who sculpted it. And as he looks at the way human beings are designed, he writes beautiful music to describe it. That we are not alone in the universe. We have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And the more we learn about the human design, you and I, we can lean into his words. Take, for example, the human heart. Did you know, in fact, how about if we get interactive? Just go ahead and put your hand over your heart for a couple of minutes. Can you feel that heartbeat? Did you know that your heart beats 70 times a minute, 4,200 times an hour? A hundred thousand times in one day. 37 million times in a year. And over the course of 70 years, your heart will beat over 2,500,000,000 times. No wonder we're feeling tired. Your heart expends enough energy over your lifetime to lift a battleship out of the water six feet into the air. And I encourage you, check your heartbeat every day this week and let it remind you that we're not alone in the universe. All of us have been fearfully and wonderfully made. Or think of it this way. This is a blanket that my sister-in-law crocheted. Uh, she picked out some yarn and then she sat down with it and she worked with it. And she began to stitch it together. And now you've got this wonderful, intricate creation. And the same kind of thing happens right there in the womb. That we are knit together, knit together in the womb. That, well, our gender and our abilities and our personality, it's all being knit together in that womb. And God is the ultimate one who has the needles. Can you see why being pro-life really does matter? Because God is at work in that womb. And he's shaping you. He's shaping you for the purpose that he has for you. He's shaping you for the plan that he has for you. He's shaping you for the days that he has ordained for you. When you look at the way that God has made you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, Where do you, should I look? Um, it's mm, a hard question. Interesting. I'd say... That is a really good question. That... My favorite God-given attribute about myself. I think God really put it on my heart to like reach out to other people and make sure they're doing okay. 
Um, my personality, how I'm able to make other people smile and laugh, it brings joy. Uh, he's given me curiosity to ask a lot of questions. Uh, a mathematical mind. I like I'm personable, I would say, and I think a lot of people would say that as well. Um, wow, there's a lot of things. I would probably have to say my sense of compassion. His call for me to worship. I guess my passion. My energy. See, like, I'm very excited about everything. You could tell me, like, you got me an apple for my birthday, and I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. Like, I'll eat that apple. My willingness to be authentic. Some people say I'm a good actor and stuff like that. Probably just, like, the, my confidence. Yeah, my confidence. I think he gave me a good sense to be able to gauge other people's um, emotions. Um, my smile. I've been told that I have a really good smile, so. I think God gave me the gift of being an authentic listener. I have a really weird sense of humor that only a couple other people have. So when I find those people, they think I'm really funny. <laughs> I think that I get excited about really little things. I've had people once in a while be like, that was very insignificant, but little things make me happy. I think I have the ability to make people feel wanted and accepted, and I really love making people feel happy. When you look at the wonderful way that God has wired you, let it remind you that you're not alone in the universe. That from the very beginning, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. When you live in that reality today, the psalmist reminds us of how well we are known by God and how close God is to us. And it's been this way since the very beginning. Let your pain drive you to God. And God can take the edge off of that pain. I want to wrap things up with a poem and a song. First of all, this poem was written by another friend of mine. She's been a part of the church for over 40 years. Her and her husband are in our small group. And she wrote this poem recently. It starts out by saying soundtrack. The broken record plays. Shattered pieces of my past. As the clock ticks away, the hours of my insomnia till breaks the dawn of another day, another chance to heal, I pray, for hope restored to hear a brand new record play. A brand new record play. If right now you're in one of those dark moments, know that you're not alone. God knows you, God is close to you, wherever you go, there he is. And that God's at work, even in the darkness, making all things new. One day you'll hear that brand new record play. And then finally, I want you to hear a song. It's one of my favorite songs. And as Pastor Vaughn sings this song, let it move from your head to your heart. That's the biggest journey you'll ever take. <laughs> is that journey from your head to your heart that you are truly known and truly loved by him. So inside me and you call me out to pull me in you tell me I can start again and I don't need to keep on hiding I'm fully known and loved by you you won't let go no matter what I do and it's not one it's our truth and ridiculous grace to be known, fully known and loved by you. I'm fully known and loved by you. I still like you to keep pursuing. 
I hope you'll live in that reality that you are truly known by God, that he is as close to you as the air that you breathe and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Thanks again for joining us this week and for service. And if you need prayer, please let us know. I'd love to hear from you on social media and pray with you and for you. And then don't forget, right after this is the wrap. It's a great way to take the message deeper and further. Let me speak God's blessing over you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray this. Amen. Hey, yo, what's up, Cathedral of Faith? It's the rap. Come on inside. I hope you hear the music playing, the soundtrack. Pastor Ken's yes. taking us through this series called The Soundtrack, What Would Jesus Listen To? And um, so grateful to have uh, Eli and Ronita with us this weekend. And thank you so much. Good to be here. We would love to hear what you heard from the sermon. Eli. Well, the sermon was amazing, the whole thing. And uh, it's resonated a lot, uh, being a lonely Thankfully, with that, the 30, 30 plus percent that we actually, it was good for us to hold being home. But I heard a lot of people was uh, suffering with overwork or being really alone at home. So mm -hmm. that was kind of like eye-opening to see, even though in a lonely place, God still knows you. That was a great message. Like, Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah uh, for some people, uh, shelter in place was, you know, like panic or they, they, to be away from people and yeah. like for me as being introverted it was like, <laughs> it was like wow this is this is Good. this is great this is the way things should be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I totally get it yeah. yeah being lonely is a big deal yeah, it was hard. And even, like, we had a good time. Like, you know, things work out for, for good. But um, knowing that I can't go and see my grandma or I can't even see my mom or I can't even see my brother, I'm like, well, this is it. It's just going to be two of us. And then the question was, like, for how long? A month? Mm -hmm. Two months? Three months? A year? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. So that feeling of loneliness definitely was there time to time for both of us. Yeah. And I've seen Pastor Ken talking about that. I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that mm -hmm. and how to, your pain can point to to god yeah um so that was a good word actually really <laughs> those, those are the those are the ones that really hurt your heart to hear yes. about loved ones that mm -hmm. can't be with their yeah. their other family members mm -hmm. who are are sick or even in the worst cases they were passing right you know? and it was just yeah. that's gut-wrenching to hear you know hard. that the, those precious moments were taken from them. Yeah, which is why also he said that god is with us in the dark places yeah 
And I feel like um, and I, that the darkness doesn't overtake us. And I, I just think it's a truth that is so contrary, is that light always wins. So God is always going to win. Amen. And I, I love how he said, God, you know, give us eyes to see yeah. where God yes. is because he is everywhere. Give us eyes to mm. see. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys have some testimonies about <laughs> like coming through a similar type of season Absolutely. that's pretty relevant. Yeah. yeah share. Well, um, it's, it's timing couldn't be perfect. Uh, the whole being, we went in a 11 years in dark praying God that he gives us a child because, you know, that's the, that's the fruit of, you know, you get married and all. And then uh, I can't stop smiling because in a worse condition that possibly he actually uh, made this happen and he put... We were, we're not lonely anymore. We're not alone. And I, I just, I can see, see the prayers coming, the answer, like promises coming. So we heard the promises, but at the end, we were like, okay, you know what? Uh, this is maybe a, not going to happen. But all of a sudden, this is happening, and Pastor Irene prayed for it, and this is a miracle, to, like, coming through. This is very exciting, and timing couldn't be perfect. So Wow. It is. You know, we normally have five people on the wrap, and we still do this weekend. Yes. Because <laughs> baby Grace is right here with us. She is alive. That is a life right there. She is. Um, yeah, yeah. And maybe talk about, too, about the relevance of what Pastor Kim was yeah. talking about, you know, with the heartbeat being Absolutely. knitted together in the womb. How is that? That's got to be just like firing on all cylinders in your yeah, brain and your experience been, it's right It's been now. amazing from the moment that I got to hear her first heartbeat. Like, mm. he couldn't go with me because of COVID. Like, I was the only one there. But from that moment that I heard it, I couldn't see anything. But the heartbeat was there. I'm like, this is it. Like, this is what God has promised. And how he said, like, you know, you're wonderfully made. And I see her in stages, like, growing, like, day by day. Right. Let it be lungs and eyes and nose and lips. And I'm like how people can say there's no God, like then how are you going to explain this? And it's absolutely amazing that God is at work from that very moment and absolutely. the plans that he has and everything for us. So it's been just amen. amazing witnessing that. <laughs> amen and amen. Yeah, I, used to, I remember when, when our child was in the womb yeah. and I would have this little app that would talk about <laughs> what's going on in the baby. Yes. Like, they're like, oh, he just developed a... Uh, his, his digestive system just formed. You're just like, yeah. wow, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, I just went to work. That's all I did today. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. You never happened. Um, another part that w was uh, the eyes to see. And I just think like mm. to be able to see w that you are known, that God is around you. Yes. But okay. I thought about this. There was a parking place around my mom's house. And all of a sudden, I just remember one day that they were starting construction there. And then... I hardly saw it. And then one day I drove by and I, I, there was these huge things. And I was like, I don't even remember what was there before. And I just think of like, not only does God help us to see that he's present wherever yeah. we're yeah. at, no matter yes. where, but he yeah. also helps us to see, if we focus and see what is happening, what is present, helps us to forget. The newness, yeah. You, you know, you the old, the past, and focus on the new. That's gives beautiful. you power to, to, to see a transformation happen, maybe before you or mm. inside of you as yeah. well. Wow, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, I loved, you know, speaking of the life and being formed, you know, the the, the single cell, yeah. you know, that mm. he talked about that uh, scientist that dis discovered, um, was studying genetics and became a believer because of it. And I, I, mm. I too, or I remember a season of my life where I struggled with my faith. You know, I grew up accepting the faith, but then mm. I had a season where I really questioned hard. And one of the deciding, one of the realities that would not enable me to 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 go the route of an atheist was my, the cell. Mm -hmm. It was microbiology, you know, and it was, this thing is far too complex, you know, and I, I remember studying it because, you know, people that will land on Darwin's, you know, view of evolution, Darwin's understanding of the single cell was not nearly as complex as it is now mm -hmm. because of the developments of technology for the, the uh, microscopes and things like that. So I even heard someone talk about how, like, if, if Darwin thought the single cell was a car that complex, what is it, what do we understand now with the advances in microbiology? And David Berlinski, who was part of the, uh, the Institute, would say, it's a universe. Like, this thing is far beyond, and, and, and it's what scientists call, it's irreducibly complex. So it's like you take one of those things away, it doesn't work one 
And so like it can't evolve into that. It has to be knit together, mm-hmm. you know, and because that was the one of the foundations that I stood on. I'd be like, dude, there's got to be a creator. Absolutely. It has to be. This yeah. can't be chance. Yeah, That's this is powerful. Sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts that you guys have? Well, while I was thinking, like, all this, God created very, very unique person. Like, she would respond to you guys' song when mm. you sp- and not when I'm singing. So wow. That's true. <laughs> obvious that reason, but, or she would respond to Pastor Ken's preaching, but mm. not when I'm talking or reading the Bible. But sometimes she would uh, respond when I talk about food. So, And she, not, she doesn't even see us. She doesn't know who yeah. it is. So. Wow. God is like creating her very uniquely and Absolutely. fearfully and wonderfully. So Absolutely, that was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's chosen you too <laughs> to, to guide this, this, young, this young daughter of God yeah. into her fullness, you know, and its beauty. And we're so, we're so happy for you guys. Thanks. We celebrate with you in this. And um, in fact, let's just hear the, the scripture one more time yeah. about, Absolutely. about this. For you created me in my unmost being and... In my mother's womb, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. Amen. 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 Long story short, Cathedral of Faith, God knows what he's doing. Amen. And he's knitting us together. Uh, not only individually, but as a community. Absolutely. He's doing great things at Cathedral yes. of Faith. Yes. And we encourage you to stay plugged in. Thank you for watching the rap. Thank you for watching online. Mm-hmm. But also try to get out to one of these services that we're having mm-hmm. together. Thank you guys for those who watched live in the round last mm-hmm. week. And, and we, you know, if there's a way, sometimes people are wondering, what, how can they support the church? Mm-hmm. Buy the album. All the money goes to, to reaching out and to help serving the community and help serving the church so that it can continue to do what it's doing. So, mm-hmm. again, Eli and Ronita, we're, we're so happy for you. Thank we you celebrate. For How us. about somebody say congratulations to Eli and Ronita in the chat? Thank Come on, you. go ahead and, and set up. Where's your, where's your registry at? We need to be able to, to start prayers. getting these. We just need prayers. Okay, just give them some prayers. And baby Grace, our, yeah, youngest, and baby our youngest Grace. here on the wrap. Amen, yes. amen. Well, we love you, Cathedral of Faith. Stay connected. Have a great week. And as always, it's, it's a, a wrap. wrap. <laughs>